everybody. This is Margarita. And this is Jackie. Welcome to the Faithful Exchange. Welcome, welcome everyone. It's good to see you all. Or hear you all. (laughs) (laughs) So happy to be here, Jackie. So happy to have you here and for us to be sharing the word of God together. How are you feeling today? I am super pumped and super excited because whenever I have the chance to study God's word, I just feel so energized. How about you, Margarita? Same here. I honestly, every time I study word of God, like the word of God, it's like, woof, it's like this fire igniting and you're just feeling all warm and pumped and you're just like, oh, I could do this all day. And like, I'm ready for that. I'm on fire. Let's be on fire together. And let's all just like really just dive into the word. I'm so excited. And you can study God's word any time of the day. So no matter where you are, morning, noon, or night, you can study God's word. Whether you are in traffic, you know, listening to the word, or you're at home and it's nice and quiet and, you know, you're by a cozy fireplace or something, you can always study God's word. And that's the perfect thing about podcasts is that it's literally takeable anywhere in your car. If you're just like at work and it's a slow day and you want to put in some headphones or like if you're trying to like go to bed and you're like, I want to listen to the word of God because like I just can't sleep right now. Turn it on literally anytime. And I know I have my night owls out there as well. My midnight snackers. And come on, guys, like any time of the day is pretty cool. Yes, I am a night owl. I have to study best at night and I am not a morning person, even though I am a mom. I would prefer not to wake up at 530 or 6, but to stay up rather late. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I have like, not going to lie, six alarms that go off in the morning. And I actually have additional extra because I keep snoozing those ones too. I'm like, oh, maybe another five minutes. Ends up being like another hour or so. And depending on how I'm feeling that morning, it depends on like if I get to have my breakfast and coffee or if I'm just rushing to work. Like it's just, yes, it depends on my mood and how much sleep I've gotten. Yes, I know exactly what you mean, Margarita. And you know what's so important, even when we study, is to know what we talked about last time. So would you like to do a recap for us, Margarita? What did we talk about last time? Absolutely. And if you haven't listened to that episode, please go back and listen to it because some amazing fire words were spoken. And like, I really encourage you guys to go back and listen to that episode. So we talked about why do we believe in Jesus? And honestly, like, it's such a great question to ask yourself because sometimes you might not even know why. And we really dive deep into why we should believe in Jesus. And we dive into those questions that people might have, or even simply like if somebody were to ask you what those answers might be. And we talk about what the right answer should be and what we really should be saying when we answer that question. And of course, it all goes back to the word and using the word as your proof, as your evidence, as something that you should be using, because we all know that going to other sources or the internet, like we all just know it's, it's not always the truth. And and definitely like not just saying, I believe in Jesus because of my family, or I believe in Jesus because of my spouse, but really knowing the true reason why I believe in Jesus. Absolutely. And if you don't know the real reason, like if you don't even know how to answer that question truthfully, can you really say that you believe in him or can you say that you love him as much as you say you do? 
Or that you're a Christian, even. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I am so much agree with that. And I even remember asking this question last time, and I'm going to ask it again, is if Jesus never had to come, if Jesus didn't have to die on the cross and save people from their sins, would you say that you're still a Christian? Because a lot of people say that, oh, well, he died on the cross for me. He was crucified. So I believe in him. Okay, yeah. But like, what if that didn't happen? So wow, I think that's a true self-reflection there. <laughs> feeling in my I, heart. I had to reflect on myself for that too. <laughs> so I definitely think it's something to ponder on. And I encourage everybody to ask yourself that question. Like if Jesus didn't have to come, would I still believe? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Very good. I need to even ask myself that. Like if I lived at the time of the first coming, would I be someone that believed in Jesus Christ? It's really something to, th- to think about. Absolutely. And even... I had that question asked to me, too. They're like, oh, would would you believe at that time? And the good Christian in me always wants to say, yes, I would, because I I love Jesus now. I believe in him now. But it's like if if it was like it was back then and I was one of those people, like I could honestly truthfully say that I don't know. I don't know if I would have believed him. I don't know if I would have said that he was the Messiah, because honestly, it's there was like so much going against him. And yeah. even though the evidence was there and he he spoke over and over and over again about the prophecies and the fulfillment of them, that he was the fulfillment of the prophecies from the Old Testament, like people still didn't believe. It wasn't until after he was crucified that they believed. Yeah, that's it's- very true. And even for me as an adult, it's much easier to be someone that wants to, you know, set myself apart from others versus when I was in my high school years and my college years. It would have been so difficult for me to be outside of the group and to say, you know, and no matter what happens, I will follow Jesus Christ no matter what, because you don't want to be the one that's alone. You don't want to be the one that's on the outside. But now that, you know, I'm a little bit more grounded in my faith, it's easier for me to say, yes, I will believe. Yeah, absolutely. I think I was the same way, too, because for me, I'm like, you know, you want to do what everybody else does, especially at a young age. You're like, I'm going to believe because everybody else believes or eh, I'm not going to go to church because my friend's not going to church. Like, you know, it's kind of like one of those like back and forths. Yeah. But like when you become an adult, it's like one of those things. And I know this was for me, but I'm like, I really need to take responsible for my own faith because at the end of the day, I'm going to be the one standing before God, not anybody else. So for me, I'm like, I don't even care what everybody else does. I'm going to set apart, like be set myself apart from the crowd and do me in a sense, like follow like the life of faith that God wanted me to and follow the path that he laid out and his will, because at the end of the day, his will is greater than our own. His thoughts are greater than our own thoughts. Yes, I definitely agree with that. And even also being an adult now, I have to really be careful that I'm not someone that tries to interpret the word of God my own way. I have to make sure I fully understand for the right reasons why Jesus Christ is my savior, right? Why did he even come? Yeah, absolutely. And going off of that, you know, why did he come? Jackie, I really have to ask you, and I I encourage everybody else to answer this question as well, is, you know, how can I know that Jesus was truly the Savior? So, you know, what are some answers that maybe you said for yourself, or maybe you heard others say of why they think that Jesus is the Savior? You know, in my life of faith, I would say because Jesus was born of a virgin, you know, Jesus died on the cross for my sins. 
I would say that, you know, Jesus was the son of God. That is why he had to come because he was perfect and he was God's son. Yeah, absolutely. I've heard the same thing, you know, same answers, you know, or even said so for myself. I'm like, well, Jesus died on the cross. You know, he saved us. But at like, you know, but it goes down to like, well, why him, though? Like, why of all people? Yeah, you know, he was born of a virgin and he was called the son of man, you know, and all of that. But at the end of the day, you know, again, it's, well, why him? Like, why of all people? Well, it goes down to even what we talked about last time is the prophecies. And what exactly was said in the Old Testament that Jesus fulfilled in his time. And so, you know, and again, the biggest thing was he died for our sins. But like, what kind of sins did he have to die for? I don't know. What what kind of sins do you think that he had to die for? Wow. I really think, you know, the fact that people were disobedient, that they were not listening, that they were misinterpreting God's word and God's will. Yeah, Absolutely. Especially if I'm being honest, like those Pharisees, ooh, they really, really tricked people, if I'm being honest. Like, especially when it came to, well, Jesus is not the Messiah. You know, they, the the, the word that was being taught was not the right word, uh. you know, especially it happens today too. But back in the first coming, that's exactly what was happening is people, like the misinterpretation of the word. And because of that, a lot of people didn't realize that Jesus was the Messiah because of how the word was being misinterpreted. Mm. Yeah, and it's really scary, too. I'm even thinking about, for example, James chapter three, where we see that teachers will actually be judged in a more strict in a stricter way. You know, so even as those who teach the word, we have to be really careful because people are hearing us teach the word and people are sometimes, you know, going off of what we say to really solidify what they believe. So we always have to speak according to God's word. We always have to follow God's word. Yeah, I heard that too. And, you know, I've always like desired to be somebody that like could teach people or could like share my life experiences and share my testimony. And you would hear those warnings. Well, be careful what you're teaching people because if it's not the right words, then you could possibly doom them. And that really stuck to me because it's very true. If you don't know the word, then you could be responsible for someone's demise, basically. Like it's their salvation in your hands at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's something that you really, it's kind of like having a life in your hand, you know, like when like you're a in medical school. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like a baby. Yeah. You, as a mom, you're responsible for this life. You're responsible for nurturing this baby, for taking care of this baby, feeding this baby, helping this baby grow. It's kind of like a Christian, you know, we're, we're babies and we have to be nurtured and we have to be bred and, you know, they have to teach us the right words because if we don't know the right words, then we're going to end up growing up being someone completely opposite of what we should be. I agree with everything you're saying. That's very true. Yeah. And for me, like, it's really hard to be in a position where you're responsible for a life but somebody's got to do it. But if you're going to do it, make sure you're doing it with the right words. And that's amazing what the Bible teaches is exactly those words that need to be taught. Yes. And it's in Old Testament, New Testament. But you have to know the Old Testament to know the New Testament. It goes hand in hand. Absolutely. You know? And I hear, I hear a lot today where people are like, oh, the Old Testament's not relevant. Yeah, but it is. Very and much that goes so. back, let's go back to saying, yeah, exactly. It goes back to saying like, 
how we know that Jesus is the Savior is because of the Old Testament and the prophecies that was said about him. You know, for example, in Ezekiel chapter 2, verses 8 to 10 to Ezekiel chapter 3, it talks about the scroll and how this man was eating a scroll, right? And then how he came for the lost sheep, you know, the lost people of Israel and how he went to that house. Amen. And now it was a prophecy in Ezekiel. And of course, Ezekiel was the one that was I. But of course, it was not speaking of Ezekiel. But in Matthew chapter 15, Jesus says, I have come for the lost sheep of Israel. The fulfillment of the prophecy. Yes, yes. Those two go hand in hand. I even have it in my Bible. I love to compare and contrast, you know, like I love to have the the Bible verses that line up together. But yeah, he fulfilled that prophecy. And even the prophecy of the virgin that was talked about in um, Jeremiah chapter 31, that a child was born of a virgin and it was fulfilled in all the, the gospels. But in the first book, like the first book in like the first two chapters, it talks about that. Yes, absolutely. And it's really important to know that God's logic is the same in the Old Testament and the New Testament. For those who need to understand the time that we're living in, it's very important to see how God worked in the Old Testament and also see how he's now working at the time of the New Testament or the time of Revelation's fulfillment. Yes, exactly. And another key thing is that, you know, Jesus was not random. He wasn't just some random person that God was like, hey, you're it. You're the one that's going to die. No, his his whole life and what he was born to do, basically, was all lined up already. You know, like mm. in the Old Testament prophecies, everything was already lined up. Like he's going to be crucified. He's going to be born of a virgin. A savior is going to come from Bethlehem. And Jesus did. You know, he sent a ruler from Bethlehem. And that's where Jesus was born. He was born in Bethlehem, just like the prophecy was saying. Because God said what he was going to do, and then he actually did it. I can't say that I always keep those promises, but any time God says, hey, I'm going to do this, he does it. Prophecy Absolutely. and fulfillment. Absolutely. And that goes back to what we were talking about last time, is God always keeps his promises. Amen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. I love that you know, it goes back to show that, like, you could really trust God because you know that he's going to keep his prophecies and his promises and everything that he said, even those little things that I admitted last time that I I missed, you know, I have missed so many little details in the prophecy of Jesus that I'm like, whoa, like, even those little things that people might miss, like, God's even, like, fulfilled those promises. Yes. And the the interesting thing is that it's not always the next day. It could be something as simple as a couple of years, even sometimes a thousand years later that these things happen. Like God said, okay, I'm going to do this. And even if it didn't happen right away, he never forgot what he was going to do. Yeah, absolutely. And mind sometimes, right, right. <laughs> my mind is always blown every time I listen to the word of God. Honestly, I'm being completely honest. But like, honestly, it doesn't even matter the time frame. Like, yeah. I think it's one of those things that like, if you read, I, God never really gives a time frame. He just yeah. says it's going to happen and it happens. But we, we just don't know when. So when the first coming, like first coming came, people were like, what? No, like because they didn't know the time. Yes. He, Jesus came and they, they just like it was like one of those things where it just like they couldn't comprehend it. 
And I feel like maybe if there was a time frame, yeah, maybe people would have been like, oh, yeah, you know, he might be the Messiah. Too easy. But exactly. At this. Yeah. They're like, who is this guy? Like, he's just some random person saying he's the son of God. But no, he's not like they weren't expecting someone like him. They were probably, you know, as we probably have thought to ourselves, you know, someone older. Yes. And this even this really helps me to think of the lesson, knowledge, faith and actions. Right. We have to know God's word, but it's not just enough to know. We have to believe in that word. And then we have to have a certain kind of an action for our time. So it really makes me think, what what are the actions I need to keep today even? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And if you haven't listened to those episodes either, please do. Those are also fire episodes. You yes. Know, knowledge, faith and action. I personally love those myself. But yes, exactly. As you were saying, you have to have the knowledge, you have to have the faith, and your faith has to be according to your actions as well. And yes. I say this all the time, you know, actions speak louder than words. And if you're going to have the faith, make sure your actions line up to it. And it also says in the Bible that faith without deeds is dead. Yes. So you, if you're, if you're going to say that you believe, make sure your actions line up to what you believe. It's easy to say that, oh, I have faith, but what are you doing to show that you have faith? Yes, James chapter two, everyone. <laughs> yes, yes. And as we were saying, you know, God promised and he fulfilled. In Isaiah 53, God promised someone would be pierced for our transgressions like a lamb. Mm-hmm. You know, time and time again throughout the Bible, you see that people have sacrificed lambs for sin. And of course, it never actually fulfilled the payment because God still had to send someone to die for our sins. And I I don't know about you, but I feel like that's exactly why Jesus was called the Lamb of God. Because oh, that connection. He, well, exactly. And funny story is actually <laughs> I heard a song that made that connection that I was kind of like, wait, what? And but yeah, there was I was like, all of these lambs sacrificed and Jesus is the Lamb of God. I'm like, whoa, wait, what? I was like, that makes so much sense now. Yes, but yeah, he wasn't a physical lamb. He was a spiritual lamb. Wow. Yes. <laughs> I love how God works. Yes. And it goes to show that, hey, not everything is completely physical in the Bible, that there are definitely those like, what are those words? The parables, you know, and how things aren't exactly as you as they seem. Exactly. But, yes. The hidden language of the Bible. Let's all speak in parables, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And I love I love so many parables. I love the parables that Jesus taught. And even he, you know, he came to be like, hey, I'm going to, you know, he even told him that he was going to die just like it was promised that, you know, he a lamb would be pierced for our transgressions. Jesus was pierced. He was the lamb of God who took away sin from the world. Yes. And because Jesus was the promised one, he wasn't acting on what God had or what not sorry he was not acting on what he thought that he needed to be acting on he was acting on what god had promised yes prophecies and jesus even said that you know the the prophecies have to take place he came according to the prophecies and so yeah again jesus is the savior because of the prophecies because of what the prophecies had said about him he fulfilled what those prophecies were just like he said that he came to do he came to fulfill those prophecies And even going to one of the prophecies, thinking about Jesus even being crucified, there were others at that time, though, Margarita, right, that were crucified besides Jesus. What made Jesus different? 
what made Jesus different, honestly, was that his crucifixion was of great value because it had to happen to fulfill the prophecies. Yes, others were crucified. And even on the even when Jesus was crucified, there were two others alongside him. But his had to happen to fulfill the prophecies. And he had to act according to the will of God. Everything that he did, according to the prophecies and according to what he was saying, he did for God. He did according to God's will. And if I'm being completely honest, those people that were crucified weren't probably the best people. <laughs> like <laughs> People got crucified for crimes, yes. But, I mean, Jesus' biggest crime was that he was saying that he was the Messiah. Yes. Right? You know, because he claimed to be the Son of God. And people didn't like that. They did but, not. Again, though, prophecy and fulfillment. Yes. God said that he was going to do this thing and he did it. Right. So Absolutely. we really have to see the connections. Old Testament, New Testament, even knowing that the Old Testament points towards the first coming of Jesus Christ. But the New Testament points towards the second coming. Yes, absolutely. Wow. That's amazing that you made that connection is, you know, Jesus came and talked about the second coming. And that's another important thing to know about is the time of the second coming and the signs that we can't miss when the second coming is happening. And that's something that I really encourage you all to really strive to see is that don't be the one that misses out because Mm -hmm. You see all those people that did in the first coming. And if I'm being completely honest, you do not want to be that person. <laughs> I do not. I need to get I know I don't actually. I need to get yeah, the ark. Me too. Yeah, the time of Noah when he was like, come on the ark. And people said no. And look what happened to them. Yes. Let's think about our time today. Yes, absolutely. Please don't miss those signs because those are so important. I mean, it happened in the time of Noah and it happened in the first coming and I, you know, I really pray it does not happen in the second coming, but you never know what's going to happen. You know, right. it's it's God's will. It's God's timing. And be prepared is what I'm trying to say, because those people were not. God never gives a timeline, but it's important to still be prepared. Let's always be ready. Mm-hmm. Amen. And honestly, it was... How how am I how am I going to say this? It's scary. Yes, it is to think about it, and it's something that I'm not going to lie. I almost always feared as a kid, but don't. But you can't really be scared if you know the word. You know. Yes, godly sorrow leads to repentance. This is this is things that we need. These are things that we need. We need to have this kind of fear in our heart. Yes, yes, but the good kind of fear. Absolutely. There there is good fear. There is bad fear. Don't have the bad fear. <laughs> and today, we also need to know what Jesus promised about what he wants when it comes to saving us. So, yes, be prepared. Know what Jesus wants and really, truly try to understand the word. And if you have any questions, please do feel free to reach out because we are more than happy to help. Always. We're always available for questions. Yes. Amen. You can email us message us anything like that and one question i would like to leave you all with is why christianity instead of other religions Mm, good thank you all for yes thank you all for listening thank you jackie for being here today 
Thank you so much, Margarita. (laughs) I'm so excited to do this again with you. It's been a blast. Yes, I had so much fun. I always have so much fun discussing the word of God with you. Yes. Hey, with you too. I'm excited to do this more and be on fire. (laughs) Yes, with our cup of coffee later. (laughs) Ooh, yes. I'm excited for that. I love coffee. (laughs) All right. If you guys have any questions, please email us at podcast at the Chicago Church. We also have an Instagram page. Please do follow us on our Instagram page. It is the underscore faithful exchange underscore podcast. If you would like to DM us on that as well, please do. We are more than happy to answer. Email us, Instagram us, anything like that, please. We are here to listen. Yes. Until next time, everyone. Woo. Have a good night. Bye.